1962, four Russian submarines were sent to Havana, Cuba to help prepare for the installation of a new Russian military base there. These submarines, however, were not the modern nuclear variants. They were old diesel submarines. So they were forced to travel on the surface for 5,000 miles. They ran headlong into Hurricane Daisy with 50-foot seas on the way there. These submarines were designed for polar waters, not for the tropics. So when they reached the warm Cuban waters, temperatures inside the submarines rose to 120 degrees. These crews had been trapped in these little claustrophobic submarines for three weeks, seasick, miserably hot. They were all on edge. But most troubling of all, they were carrying nuclear missiles. It was a recipe for disaster. Tensions were high, people were not in a good mood, and nuclear weapons were being thrown into the mix. Stepping back 3,000 years, the Hebrew people were facing a terrible and dangerous time. They lived under the domination of King Jabin, who ruled with an iron fist, including an army of 900 iron chariots. In the passage we read from the Old Testament today, we hear that this oppression went on for 20 years. The obvious person for the Hebrew people to call to for help would have been Ehud, one of their great leaders. He was brave and well-respected and wise, but Ehud had recently died. And at this time, long before David or Saul or Solomon, the Hebrew people didn't have a king. Can you imagine the uncertainty, the fear, the anxiety they must have faced? They were being dominated by a foreign ruthless ruler and they didn't know who to turn to for help. Have you ever felt similar feelings? Have you ever looked at your bank account and wondered if your next paycheck will arrive before your next car payment is due? Maybe you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've been told the prognosis is good, but that doesn't really seem to ease your anxiety. Or maybe you have a child who's struggling with addiction and you don't know where to turn for help. All of us face these times of uncertainty and chaos and fear in our lives. Times when we can so easily feel overwhelmed. For the Hebrew people, before they had kings, they had what were called judges. That's why the book we read from today is called the Book of Judges. Judges weren't like kings, their positions weren't hereditary, but they also weren't like presidents, they weren't elected to these positions. Instead, judges were individuals called by God to help guide the Hebrew people through a particular challenge, to address a particular specific crisis. 
I've been thinking about judges this week, and I keep wondering if there are judges around us today. I wonder if even today there are people who God calls into the lives of others, maybe even into your life and mine, to offer support and wisdom and counsel. A few weeks ago, I was dealing with a somewhat vexing question, so I emailed an acquaintance who I was certain would provide good perspective, and I asked if we could get together and talk. Now, this man is a senior executive with a phenomenally busy schedule, so his secretary reached out to me and scheduled a time for us to get together in about five weeks. I sent him a text. I explained the question I was facing and asked if we could talk for just 15 minutes by phone. This man called me right away and asked if we could talk over dinner instead. And that night, he spent three hours listening to me talk about my challenge and offering wise counsel. When I think about what this corporate executive with such a busy schedule did, taking so much time out, I got an image of what a judge looks like today. I wonder how often we miss the fact that God is calling us to share our wisdom with others, just as God lifted up these judges in the ancient Hebrew people. I wonder how often God is calling us to share our wisdom or our counsel or our expertise with people who may not be family, who may not be even close friends. In the passage from the Old Testament today, we read, At that time, Deborah, a prophetess, was judging. Deborah, in other words, was one of those judges, one of those people lifted up by God to help the Hebrew people navigate a crisis. The Bible tells us that the Hebrew people came up to her for judgment. The Hebrew people came to her seeking wisdom and counsel and advice and perspective. A few years ago, when I was serving as the rector of a church in Dallas, there was a Monday morning when I was rushing out to the car and I was thinking about all the challenges, all the stuff that had to be done in the week ahead, there was so much going on that I knew I needed some counsel, some perspective. So as I sat down in my car, I pulled out my cell phone and I dictated a text message to our director of communications, a man named Lowell. The text message I dictated was, Lowell, this is going to be a hectic week. We have a lot going on. Before the chaos of the week begins, can we huddle for a few minutes this morning? When I arrived at the church and I walked into Lowell's office, he gave me the strangest look, and he asked me, do you know what you texted me? He handed me his phone. When I dictated the text message, apparently it mistranscribed one of the words. The message Lowell received was, Lowell, this is going to be a very hectic week. We have a lot going on, so before the chaos of the week begins, can we cuddle for a few minutes this morning? (laughs) In all of our lives, in all of our lives, especially when we're facing times of stress and chaos, it's important to find someone we can huddle with someone who can 
offer outside perspective, someone who can provide calm wisdom. Today is Grandparents' Day. The role of a grandparent is one that is well-equipped for those who are grandparents to be counselors. We live in a world that's more interconnected than ever before, that's moving faster than ever before, that has more distractions than ever before, that has more people and apps and advertisers vying for our attention all of the time. And the role that grandparents can play is to help their grandchildren see through the chaos, to acknowledge what doesn't really matter, and then to simplify their lives, to focus on what really matters, on what's most important. When the book of Judges introduces Deborah, we're told that she sat under a palm tree between Ramah and Bethel in the, in the hill country of Ephraim. At first, this can seem like a very odd fact to include about Deborah. Why does it matter where she sat? Well, the fact that Deborah sat under a palm tree in the hill country means that she didn't live in the middle of a giant, bustling city. She didn't spend all her time surrounded by chaos. She didn't live amidst constant distractions. Deborah had simplified her life, cutting out the chaos, reducing the distractions. Sitting under the palm tree, Deborah was better able to hear God's directions. Deborah was better able to see through the fog of distractions. In the, in the waters around Cuba, the situation festered. The submarines received unclear directions from Moscow to turn north towards the Florida coast. Soon there were dozens of American ships, ships and aircrafts bearing down on them. These American ships began dropping depth charges, hoping to force the submarines to the surface. The submarine's commander, however, thought that they were under attack. He knew, however, that he had the ultimate weapon. He knew they carried nuclear missiles. The times when tensions are most elevated are exactly when we need to turn to others for wisdom and counsel. Like the Russians, the Hebrew people were concerned they might be destroyed. So they sent a man named Barak to Deborah to seek her counsel. She too saw the dangers of their situation, but from under her palm tree, outside the chaos and the anxiety, she was able to see things more clearly, and she gave guidance to Barak that allowed the Hebrew people to gain their freedom from this foreign king who was oppressing them. This story is meant to remind us that when stress is high, when situations are uncertain, when we're surrounded by chaos, that's exactly when we need to turn to a wise, calm counselor. That's when we need to turn to someone like Deborah. We need to find someone who can offer this sort of perspective. So my question for us is who plays this role in our lives? Can you think of someone in your life who has sound judgment, is rooted in prayer, 
can tell you when you're going in the wrong direction, someone who can simplify the complexities of your life? Do you have a person or two who you can turn to in times of chaos? And the flip side of the coin is another question. Are you playing this role in the lives of others? Are you willing to slow down and listen to someone else? To pray about someone else's challenges? To ask God's wisdom to see what they are meant to do? Are you willing to help someone else discern the path that God is calling them down? Back in the Cuban waters, hearing the depth charges exploding above them and knowing that dozens of American planes and ships were buzzing overhead and concerned for their families back in Russia, the men aboard these submarines were overwhelmed with fear and anxiety and uncertainty and tension. The captain was furious and he shouted, we're going to blast them now. We will die, but we will sink them all. For a Russian submarine to launch nuclear missiles, three people needed to agree to that decision. The captain, the political officer, and in this case, the chief of staff of the brigade who happened to be aboard this submarine. The captain announced his decision to fire the missiles. The political officer agreed. There was chaos, there was anger, there was fear. It didn't seem like there was any time to slow down or pause for a moment. But the chief of staff of the brigade, a young man named Vasily Arkhipov, pulled his captain aside. He urged him to reconsider. He laid out his case calmly. He offered wise counsel, and then he waited for his captain's response. Vasily's cool head calmed the captain and based on Vasily's advice, the captain decided to surface the submarines. In that moment, it was as though everyone on these submarines let out a deep sigh of relief. For decades, how close the world came to nuclear war remained confidential. It wasn't until 2002 that the details of this encounter were publicly released and people realized how narrowly we had, we had averted World War III. Arthur Schlesinger, the advisor to President Kennedy, later described this encounter by saying, this was not only the most dangerous moment of, of the Cold War, it was the most dangerous moment in human history. 3,000 years or so earlier, a similar situation could have been described of the Hebrew people. This was one of the most dangerous moments in their history, but they survived because they sought good counsel, because they turned to Deborah. The lesson for us is that in each of our lives, there are people who can provide calm perspective amidst the storms. And there are times when you or I will be called to provide calm and wise perspective for someone else in a storm. What we see through scripture and through history is that the fate of a nation, even the fate of humanity, can hinge on good counsel. 
Now, the fate of a nation, the fate of humanity, may not hinge on my counsel or yours, but our perspective could be the turning point for a colleague or a spouse or a grandchild. The book of, the book of Judges tells us that as a result of Deborah's actions, there was peace in the land for 40 years. My prayer for us is that we find good counsel, good mentors, good friends, good role models who can speak into our lives and that there will be peace in our lives and that we may share this peace in turn with the world. Amen.